Okay, so you should start this off with your... With my what? With your, with your saying that you do this time of the year. Merry New Year! There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's how we did it in the movie. <laughs> Merry New okay, Year. Okay, Eddie. Um, Welcome. Welcome. So, or, or we're saying goodbye to 2019. Bye. And Bye, um, bitch. so I did listen to our like 90 plus minute podcast from New Year's last year. Merry New Year. And so we're going to repeat um, top fives, top five movies, top five TV shows, top five songs. Okay. And then I hate you have th- to think of one memory. I hate this time of year. Of 2019. Actually, That's I, your favorite memory. I don't hate this time of year, but I kind of hate this time of year. Why? It's just, I mean, <laughs> it's always weird to be like living through the year and then at the end of the year, reliving through the year. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> and and we say the same at, at the end of the year. Oh my, you were just talking about it before we started recording. Oh my God, I can't believe that this came out this year. Like... Well, that's what I was saying. When I was pulling my list together, I was like, that was this year? I, I thought that was like two years ago. <laughs> I said literally every year. It's like, oh shit. I forgot that Jordan Peele released a movie this year. Um, <laughs> there was something else that happened this year. And it's like, damn, that was really like eight I, months ago. I was looking through my notes from last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. I don't remember what song it was. That had almost put on my list, but the song was actually from like the summer of 2016. But I just didn't start liking it until 29 until 2018. Was it that Lizzo song? In 20 in 2018. Yeah. Oh, that because that song's old. No, all all of, all of <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be. I'm int- not a, I, I, I like what she's doing. Man, fuck Lizzo. But my I'm thing- not a. I mean, like I, you know, just like every, I tell everybody, do you? As long as you're not hurting. Physically hurting anybody else, I could give a rat's ass. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, it, it, she's not my cup of tea. The way that I've phrased it now is just that they're not for me. Yeah, Lizzo's for somebody. I ain't the one. And I don't want to say it's because I'm a guy, but I feel like her music's very rooted in being a woman and woman empowerment and things like that. Like mm-hmm. that's her vibe, and I get it, but. I don't rock with her enough. And I also like the one song is cool. It's going to be interesting to see how people react to like her current music. Yeah. We'll see if they like it at all. Or if they're just like, okay, so she's done. She had one hot song three years ago, whenever the fuck truth hurts first came out. That's like the whole, um, Billie Eilish. Another one. I'm not, I've never listened to Billie Eilish. I thought when you were saying a song that had come out, a bit ago, I thought you were going to say Bodak Yellow. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you listened to that song like it just came out a month ago. Yes. So which one do you want to do first? Uh, let's do songs since we're talking about music. Okay. You want to go first? Uh, okay. So do you want to take a shot before we do this? Yes. Okay. That's your shot. Let's... You made a big fat one. I mean, it's a wider. You've been but... giving me big fat ones for years. So True. But I, that's... I. It's those shot glasses are. There you go. See, I don't even say that shit no more. (laughs) 
The worst is when someone says that's what she said and it's clearly something that he would say. I hate yes. it. Yes. But anyway. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Shouts out to Jameson. Shouts out to VJ for, uh, or I guess shouts out to whatever black guys around here got turned on to Jameson. So VJ liked it enough to where. How do you know they're black? Because he always dictates what he buys and sells in there based off of black people. The first time I ever saw Belvedere was around there because he said that all the, and he literally, when we first got here, he said the the young guys, they see, they see it in the rap videos and then they want it. So it's all the Belvedere, all the Alizé, all that shit. Because she whispered to us, it's the black lady. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you whispering? It's a black lady. If it's a black lady, it's a black lady. She don't want to get pop. She ain't stupid. But she wasn't saying anything bad. She was talking about, it was a black lady that liked the wine. <laughs> like, that was. Don't matter. But yeah, Moscato. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, all all, all that shit that people fuck with in hip hop <laughs> or hip, hip, fuck with in music in general, they have it. So now it was good to see a whole case of bottles of, of Jameson in, in our local spot. Um, my, my, all, my songs list is all over the place. I. You too, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I think we're both in a situation where, like, we listen to what we listen to. Like, there's a, probably a couple of names that people will recognize, but I don't know. I I had to do my list for Complex, and I realized, like, it looks like I don't listen to rap music, but I do. It's, <gasps> Mine does. I have no rap. I actually felt bad. I've got three, but if I do, like, my top ten, like, once you get out of my top five, it's like, it could be whatever in there. Just because I... I try to listen to everything, but I don't really stay listening to like a yes. lot of stuff. It's I, I flip if stuff I all the time. I haven't played your video fifty times. Yeah, I don't like you. I use because there's so much music. There's just shit dropping every Friday. <laughs> yes. Um, and you if it's not like that Friday afternoon or that Saturday morning. That's the time I usually like go through everything. It's like okay, I like this, I don't like this, da 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 da, and I just like make adjustments to playlists and stuff. Um, but it's rare that I keep going back to one album and being like, yeah, I really like this, or I, I this one song is really hot. I'm listening. There's so much stuff going on. It's hard to um, stay connected. But I will say that I think my list is, is a lot about what's been impactful. I think for me, like in terms of what's personified the year in music for me, what's personified the year in TV for me, you know, it's some of it are favorite, some of it shit I just love, but other times it's more like when I think back on 2019, it's like this group of songs takes me back to where I was when we were in, you know, Russell Island or where we, you know, doing something or whatever. But anyway, um, my number five song is a really basic. It's basically one really long rap verse. You heard that rapper Lil Uzi Vert? Mm-hmm. I remember it clear as day because he's in like a weird contract situation, um, and a song hit. Was it title? It was called Free Uzi, and it was a play because it, Uzi's doing like a freestyle. It's not like a song or anything, but it's also like free me from this fucking label shit that I've got going on. <laughs> and instead of making like a sing songy thing, he's just, it's like two, three minutes, just like a big beat. And he's just rapping. And he, and he's, he's one of those like, 
I don't want to say weirdo, but like <clears throat> the colored hair, you know, like the auto tune. Like he's really the sound of today. And you don't look and be like, yo, he's got lyrics. He can rap. And this song, it's like, no, he's got lyrics. He can rap when he wants to. Um, I'd have to go back and, and really go through the lyrics, but it was just when I first heard, it, I was like, damn, like he, I didn't realize he could really do that. And it, every time I listen to it, it's like I pick up on something new. Um, fuck. Let me find, there was, there was some lyric that he, he, cause he talks, I mean, he talks a lot about fucking, but he talks a lot about getting money. And I think some of the lyrics, the way they like deal with him being like a guy who had nothing in Philly and is now just got everything he wants. Um, fuck. I can't think of the one. There's one line that always sticks out to me when I'm listening to it. Um, I don't know. Lil Uzi Vert, Free Uzi. If you want to hear one of my favorite rap songs of the year, that really has nothing to do with anything but a guy just like really rapping. Um, (laughs) You know, definitely listen to that. What's your number five? Um, It's a song I sent to you and you liked it. That happens on a regular occasion. Mm-hmm. J.P. Sachs featuring Julian Michaels, If oh, that, the World Was Ending. You sent me that recently, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah, I, li- I really like, like the song. That was a cool song structure and idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's got a really cool video as well. Uh-huh. Um, and the vocals, I mean, they really, really do a good job of painting a picture. I mean, the video is like literally like if the world was ending yes but the lyrics are like kind of like our our relationship is ending Mm -hmm. you know do are we gonna pull this back together yes you know our relationship's ending we need to we need to do something are we gonna do something and then you know they're and so and it's a duet in which we just don't have a lot of duets yeah uh weirdly i have a couple on mine (laughs) were you up on them as artists before him yes okay okay yeah yeah i i don't know why um i i've noticed over the last few years i tend to follow people that not not everybody but i i follow people and other people like who's that you know Mm -hmm. and then it's like they just don't have a big following Mm -hmm. i'm finding a lot of people on like youtube and stuff like that just because they're making their own stuff they yeah. have their own you know anybody can have a channel on youtube you know so you're doing that more on youtube than not necessarily like pandora right yes okay. yeah do you ever go through like apple music and like the for you tab and look at the new mm-hmm. stuff that comes out okay yep so Interesting. but yeah this uh so jp Sachs and julia what's her michaels uh-huh. If the world was ending. I've heard That's of her. My number five. I feel like I've heard of her before, but I might. She's also... really got a great voice. I really, really like her voice. I'm also <clears> not <throat> sure if I'm mixing her up with someone else, but that's okay. <clears throat> um, my number four. Again, this is a weirdo. This, this this producer named Benny L makes a lot of drum and bass, and he's got this track called Vanta Black. Have you noticed? I've had I've been adding in more like electronic. Uh-huh. Uh, of course <laughs> that's where i think i heard homegirl's name before i feel like she's done vocals with some producer before um but he put out this ep and he had this song called vanta black on it It was an instrumental song and it's like really dark and really just like moody and i'm like i love oh, this I song. love that i was like i love this song and then the next tracks like 
the same song with someone rapping on it. And the guy's a good rapper. His name is Inja. I think he did. He had like a really big year. He's a newer, newer artist. Um, and I, I tweeted. And this is why I don't tweet. I mention it, you know, in in other podcasts, but I don't tweet as much shit that's on my mind because I know I forget how small the world is sometimes. Like I tweeted, I was like, "No shade." This is what I, I started. I was like, "No shade to the MC." But I don't know if there was a reason to put a vocal on this track. The track is just so good. And somehow that turned into me like people thought it was low-key shading them. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're wilding out. Um, the dude hit me and he's like, he, he was, I forget what he tweeted, but he tweeted me something where it was kind of like, oh, well, they're doubting me. You see, I'm on top. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't care. Like, do you. You're putting out music on a label i've literally been following since 94 95 i get it you're you're on top of the world and what you're doing that doesn't mean i have to like the version of the song with you on it there's a reason why they put the instrumental and the instrumental was the first track on a three track release um i felt uh i felt what's the word i'm looking for I want to say verify. I felt like my opinion was verified though. Cause one of my favorite DJs, he did a radio mix and he started the mix with the version of the song that I liked. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, again, that's someone else I've been following <clears throat> for a while. So I'm like, I, I at least have a feeling that my tastes are aligned with the DJs who I follow. Mm-hmm. And I put more stock in that than, but offending also, people who whoever, for my own for my own view whoever this guy is here's my thing yes what is it about you in your opinion your unbiased opinion about yourself yeah that it makes you so fucking fabulous Facts. that i have to change my opinion mm-hmm. and must say even if I'm lying, yeah, publicly, that you are better than anybody else. Word. That you being on this song mm-hmm. that I already loved, yeah, you make it better. And it, I, you know, and, no, your fucking voice was in the way yeah. of the song. When I was, and and that was I the like, key, and that's that the was thing. the key. And now it could have been different, and this is where people screw it up. If you had heard the version with him first is so, it you know there's a possibility i could have rocked like it yeah, yeah yeah and it could have worked out the other way but it wasn't the way that it happened yeah so and because how many you know it's just like we, you and i've had that conversation many many times where it's like stop messing with the original yes let the original be mm-hmm. but I, I think the key that you that's <clears throat> the thing the re, like while it's i mean i guess 174 175 bpm there was a lot of space there, you know, it, it definitely, it didn't, it wasn't sounds to just be sounds. And I think that was part of the, the, when I first heard it, that's what I felt. I was like, damn, there's, it's, it's so open. It feels like a world you could walk into. And when you put something as simple as just putting a voice over something 
for me, I'm like, I don't want this. But I in like this genre of music, there's like maybe two MCs where I'm like, yo, you're really good. I want to hear you rapping over this style of music all the time. It it just doesn't happen for me like that. You know, and you said like it was moody. That's like that was one of the reasons why I was like such a, a big Nina Simone fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, you're like, I love that moody, you know, you want to shut the blinds kind of, yeah. you know. Rainy day music. Yes. 100%. So. 100%. What is your number four? Halsey. Oh. Graveyard. I've, I've never purposefully listened to Halsey. But I like I, her a lot. Yeah. She, um. Yeah, Anzina loves her. <laughs> yeah. I also just learned this year that her name, her real name is Ashley. I didn't know that yes. until like a month ago. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah. So there's a song, Graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's... Oh, my God. All Except for one, all of mine are really relationship songs. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. looking at my list. Yeah, they're all relationship but songs. But I feel like that's, that's your bag anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um... This song definitely, um, you know, she's going to be on the the pop side. Yeah. But it's also, I think, like, this uh, album, because I've listened to quite a few other tracks on this one. Uh This one's more, like, adult contemporary, kind of, Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, and she's not ridiculously young or anything. No, she's been around for a bit, too. But I feel like uh, this album kind of it's a it's a it's a shift Uh um so yeah the send me your five songs Uh when we're done so i can listen to them okay and i'll send you my five okay although definitely two of mine the one that's number five that if the world was ending i know you already heard that one Uh my and my number one you definitely know it's not bodak yellow is it it is not (laughs) i took it off the list no i was kidding (laughs) Terrible. But yeah, Halsey Graveyard is my number four. Four. What's um, your number three? My number three is this song called Suge by this rapper called The Baby. But I was oh my <laughs> god, that almost made my list. I I The Baby had a really I didn't realize that the baby had been around for so long. Um, but I think it was also because like this year he just had a really big year. And I remember being at work. And I believe Joe LaPuma was playing. I guess he, he'll he get in these tears where it's like he'll be out in the club or he'd just been listening to something. And, like, it finally, like, touched him. And he, he'll he just play it in the office. And that was the first record from – was that album called Baby on Baby? I think it was called Baby on Baby. That was the first record from that album that I really liked. And it made me listen to the rest of the album. Um, I think this might have topped Complex's best songs of the year list. Um, but then he dropped a second album and I was like, damn, this shit is good too. But I always like out of all Go the songs, song. it, w- it was just, sh- I mean, and they always say that like some of his biggest beats sound like, uh, like a, a villain in a, in an old video game. Like, it's just <laughs> like these weird, it's these weird melodies. Um, and again, he's another guy who like, he's from North Carolina he raps very fast, but if you if you're actually listening, you're like he's got some witty shit in there that he says. And but the, did you see? You can understand him though. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because he he is fast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he enunciates well. Yes. So yes. you can totally understand everything he's saying. But, and I'm going to tell you, I actually tripped over that song months ago uh-huh. because I was on YouTube again, mm-hmm. looking up Frankie J, Sugar uh-huh. Sugar. Uh-huh. And so that one came up and I was like, what the hell is that? That's and weird. I and I looked, so I listened to it. And I, I, it's probably, it's, it's in my history and stuff. I no, listened yeah. to it a bunch of times. A, did you see, um, he's got a song out called Bop. That had a crazy video. Um, and he's got he's mad energy. He was at Complex Con. He's just like really he he'll fight a motherfucker, but like <laughs> when he's chill, like he seems like he's like the coolest person in the room. Um, he did SNL. It, it was either late November, early December, um, and he performed Bop and like just like he's it's the first time in a while I've seen a rapper have like the headset mic mm-hmm. because he's. Like they had a whole routine, and he's he's like jumping, and he's got people running. Like it felt like an African like choreographed like oh, dance cool. piece. Like, there, I mean, of course, it was like women twerking and like people all doing all this other shit. But just the amount of effort and thought that he puts into those types of visuals, um, I wouldn't be surprised if I have more top songs of his in the coming year oh, i think cool. he he's that's really good he's he's at the point it's, now it's so seldom i see you hopeful well you know i mean <laughs> i i think he's good i think he's one of those guys though he needs i don't want to say like a ditty but he needs someone in the studio with him because on the last album you could hear the like he was going a little out of his comfort zone mm-hmm. and i think <clears> if he had someone in the studio who could take the different influences he seems to be going into and like help him make a song that's going to, you know, hit radio and be like bigger than anything he's done now. Um, I think it would be worthwhile, but you know, we'll see if that happens. I think he's also content to just put out what he's doing right now and tour and make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. every month or whatever. So, but what's your number three? You good? Uh, I followed Fraser just a few minutes ago uh-huh. on Twitter, and he just followed me back. There you go, Fraser, big chilling. Um, my number three is Hope Tala. Okay, heard of her? I'm not familiar. <laughs> Love Stain. She's R and B. Love Stain sounds crazy. Um, I don't know an- what that means, but I might know what that means. It's another relationship, of course. So, um. And um, it's just, she's, oh my gosh, she's got such a really good voice Mm -hmm. and um, kind of one of those voices that immediately just like starts to tug at your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. Like um, she, her voice, she does, uh, she has a really good, um, she can make you feel like you are feeling um vulnerable uh-huh. when you listen to the song mm-hmm. like her voice has that you know that quality about it mm-hmm. um but yeah i th- i'm hoping she has some more uh music coming out soon yeah. cuz she's really really good so what what hope tala what nationality is it um let's see cuz that could be black that could be indian i'm i'm not sure like i said i've not i've also not heard of her so from london okay that's <laughs> that still doesn't mean anything that's a big melting pot over there 
Uh, I know she's like 21 or 22. She's like mad young. 21. Hope. Neil Soul. Tala. Here we go. Man, what is she? She definitely <laughs> looks. <laughs> she's cute though, right? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I don't, I can't tell what her. Yeah, I can't tell either. Like, if you told me she was of Indian descent, I'd say, yeah. They have her listed under Sensitive Soul. I don't know what that means. Oh, was that the name of the EP? I think that's the name of her EP. She's a West Londoner. Um, yeah, her first EP was called Starry Ache. There's a complex article about her. Uh, I didn't write it. From August. I definitely didn't write it. What was I doing in August? Tara Aquino. Shout out Tara. I know Tara. Who she wrote that for? Pigeons and Planes? Uh, What's the URL? Yeah. Yep, Pigeons and Planes. Shout out Tara. Shout out Jacob. I don't know who she is. I'm not up on Hope Tyler. And this one Miss Vogue article. Her father's Jamaican. Okay. And her mom's British and Irish. That makes sense. There's a big Jamaican population over there. So, yeah. She's... She's... uh, Got my attention. I'll have to check out some Hope Tala. I like it when I, I mean, I'm used to you naming people I've not heard of. So. I don't. I, Usually when I say somebody, you might not always be familiar with the music mm-hmm. or it's not something you're going to like seek out. Yeah. But you're like, oh yeah, I heard of them, you know. And well, yeah, because like, like the other day my mom was asking about Snow Allegra. I don't know shit about Snow Allegra, but I know that she's a new artist, a newer artist, and a lot of people are popping about her right now. I don't listen to a lot of new R&B. That's definitely one lane that I'm not nearly as versed in. Um, but I think a lot of that, too, is because I, I like, like, 90s R&B is probably, like, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll gravitate, like that new artist, uh, Queen Nyjah. I like her stuff. Her stuff sounds oh, like yeah. the stuff I listened to when I was in high school. Um, people like her though. And, uh, some of these other artists that are coming, they're great, but. Yeah. I feel like I don't know enough <clears throat> R&B music now. Like I used to. Yeah. Somehow I don't, I got into <clears throat> stuff like the chain smokers and Halsey uh-huh. and, Adele and Sam Smith and I was like uh and and uh oh my gosh what is what is the name of that group I got the song right there and I can't think of the name of the group what's the song take me to church uh I don't know Kanye West no he's doing gospel music no he just dropped a gospel album on Christmas no this the take it's a pop song it's an R&B song? <laughs> it Hozier. Oh, yeah, I don't listen to Hozier. But you know the song. I know the name. I know there's a Z in it. I tell you, I don't listen. I, I literally, my music tastes are so far from a lot of this stuff that's out. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I couldn't listen to that. I couldn't be walking down the street listening to that. Maybe if I drove. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a it's a. 
it's a, a road song. <laughs> it's it's a it's well, it's like a sitting in traffic, singing your heart out. Yeah, I've kind of noticed I'm leaning a lot more towards. Um, I don't want to say ballads because that's not necessarily, but. I'm more taken with the lyrics a lot more now than I ever was before. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of lean towards like when the music and the, and the lyrics can like grab you, uh-huh. you know, I feel you like what the kids would call epic. It's, it's truly epic. Um, okay. Well, my number two is by <clears throat> this rapper named Maxo cream. It's called Meet Again. Now, if you talk about lyrics, this song is, it's similar. What was the name? It was Nas had a song called One Love on his first album mm-hmm. where it was about, it was basically like him rapping a letter written to a homie in jail. This song is a similar situation um, where he's he's basically saying, you know, I'm going to give you all this information about what's going on outside. So you're ready for when we meet again. So like he's talking about, you know, his homie, you know, <clears throat> there's some people that are, you know, bullshit. And there's some people that are snitching his little daughter's walking. Like he literally takes everything that someone would be worried about or concerned about in jail and puts it to this. It's like this real soulful hypnotic song. He's got, he's like kind of harmonized a little bit, but it's, it's really just about the reality in the situations he's rapping and i'm assuming i don't know how much of this shit is real but i'm gonna assume there's reality in parts of it mm-hmm. um but it was it was definitely it's a, especially from him he's a guy who raps about the street life and it's not always as honest or you know forthright with emotion so it was cool to hear him on a record that sounded like something he might listen to growing up but opening up about his relationship with his homies and what it's like to have shit. I've had people that have been locked away and you, you know, want to keep mm-hmm. in touch with them, whatever. So I don't know. I've, I want to say Frazier put me onto the song. Cause I didn't even know who was rapping it. I just knew I was like, damn, that beat is dope. And this, you know, this, I'm feeling this record and it was a song. I never listened to the whole album, but it, that song, I kept going back to that song all year. Oh. So I don't know. What's your number two. Um, I'm guessing this is another one you may not have heard of. Mm-hmm. Marin Morris. Name sounds familiar, but. So the song is called Bones. Bones, uh huh. And it's another relationship song. Uh huh. Um, You're going to have a radio show. It's going to be called Relationship Advice. It's going to be <laughs> relationship songs, and then you're going to be giving people, you'll be reading <laughs> strawberry letters or whatever. Anyway. I could quit my job. There you go. Um, so it's about the bones of their relationship mm-hmm. being solid. So uh-huh. it doesn't matter whatever else is going on comes along as long as the bones are good. Uh-huh. So um, it says, um, "Where is it? Okay." So it says, um, "When the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Yeah, the paint could peel, the glass could shatter. Let it rain, cause you and I remain the same." When there ain't a crack in the foundation, baby, I know any storm we're facing will blow right over while we stay put. The house don't fall when the bones are good. That's facts. That's so, actual facts. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I'll have to so. listen to that. Um, 
my number one, I'll, I'll try and keep this story brief, but <clears throat> was it January? It was early this year. This one produced, it's, it's this remix of this classic uh, dance record called R.I.P. Groove by Double 99. And this producer called Fixate, who he does a lot of like old school sounding dance records, but with like a modern twist to it. The record, it, was, it wasn't a legal remix. He put it out on Bandcamp for free. And I was like, shit, this is pretty dope. Let me grab this right now. I grabbed it. And then like, I grabbed it with the thought of like, this is a really big song that he remixed and threw out for free. Something tells me that something's going to happen with this. Two days later, the record was not on band. I literally went on Bandcamp to share it on Twitter. Two days later, it was gone. Oh. I was like, fuck. But one of my new favorite DJs, this woman Nate by the name of Sherelle, who plays a lot of that stuff. She was, you ever heard this um, this UK uh, site? It's called Boiler Room. Yes. Yeah. They, she was DJing at a Boiler Room session. She was lit. This is the first time I'd ever seen her DJing. Like, she's just got so much energy, and, like, the crowd was having energy. She was, like, doing, like, finger guns and shit. And she played this record. And they, like, rewound it. She played it again. And I saw people going crazy. And I'm like, yo. I I, I sent it to... I sent it... Shouts out to DJ Cable. I sent it to him. Um, I'm like, this record's nuts. And nobody was saying anything until she played it. And then... It blew up. It blew up. It it literally got to the point where people were asking for it, and the original label that put out the single had to tweet like, "Yo, chill. We're working on an official release for the." And the song ended up getting an official release on the label, um, and it's it's the perfect update to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of like crazy drums being pitched around and everything, and like. Oh, I love drums. Ridiculous bass, but um, yeah, it was it was cool to see <clears throat> that song go from like something nobody talked about to like that one moment, and it was it wasn't just a moment That's that awesome. it didn't just make the song, but like it made her because I think after that set, she was doing she, I, a month or so ago I saw her she was she had like a a series of uh, appearances she was like doing like two hour sets on. Uh, radio one in, in the bbc oh, radio one great. in the uk she was getting she was doing like a lot of like radio host stuff and so it's been dope to see her go from killing that one set that went viral to now her being able to capitalize and i i, I think it do you have a link so i could see that set yeah i think she's got a couple i feel like she maybe did two but hey. it's, it's just her energy she's like this small woman she sorry cat was eating my hoodie <laughs> she... my hoodie uh pool string where she's got um she's a smaller woman like shaved head but it's just so much energy um that she looks like she's having a lot of fun so i don't know again it's one of those things where like it was a moment there was an impact i'm just glad that the song was good and it wasn't a piece of shit that she got blown up <laughs> off but what is your number one song of the year Sam Smith and Normandy. Oh, there's a shock. Dancing with the Stranger. <laughs> there's a shock. Jam. I love that song so much. I, I had no idea <laughs> that you loved that song. 
It's crazy. And now I'm like all listening to her stuff mm-hmm. because of that duet she did with him. She's a good dancer. She's a really good dancer. Um, she's got a really good voice. I love her voice. She's like she's like the one breakout right now from mm-hmm. that group. What was it? Fifth Harmony? Yes. Yeah, I saw one video with her in it where she was like it was going buck wild. I th- it was, but if if it was like how like Janet Jackson videos and Sierra videos, like you know, there was so yes. much. They're like walking down the street doing, yep. you know, yeah. shit. So yeah, it's it, it's got the the outfit. It looks it's like a very like nineties vibe. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So yeah, that's I I really like her. Yeah, and I know you really like him. Yes, I love me some Sam Smith. What a shock! I can't wait for twenty twenty. His album's finally coming out. No, Adele's getting a divorce. She's going to have a bomb-ass album coming we'll out. see. People talk about Adele like they used to talk about uh, Mary J. Blige. You know, she's going to have, she got to go through a divorce. He fucked up. I don't know what happened. We will find There's out. There's going to be an album. You're definitely going to find out. She There's going to be an album. She's going to put, well, she, I feel, she's been working on something for a bit though, right? Yeah, I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like every couple, she's one of those ones, like every six months, there's a new, um, announcement or new persons that she's she, working on and all working this time, with though, like 10 11 years she's only put out three three <laughs> like three albums but they've been some she been she put <laughs> she put them out albums. and she's been able to eat on those albums for like yeah. two years in between so yeah, yeah that tour and everything um, yeah. yeah and she does she tours a lot and stuff you know her boy her little boy's little though uh-huh. but um and i like her in concert uh-huh you know, she, she she definitely has fun. Yeah, she's fun. She's entertaining. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories with her <clears throat> is she was talking about um, rolling in the deep. Mm-hmm. She was in, in a in a in, in a concert. She was smart rolling in the deep, and you know, people were kind of like, because she was saying how like he treated her like trash. And, you know, that's why she wrote the song mm. and people were like booing him. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. She's like, don't think I stood there and took it. Facts. That's not how that works. She goes, you know, don't act like you don't know who, mm. how I am. <laughs> you know, I didn't tell you the story. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't like all meek and my, you know, I gave what I got. Mm. So. Mm. That's dope. So, yeah. So Sam Smith in Normandy. Dancing with the Stranger, my favorite song. Damn. And I will tell you, um, uh-huh. for these, um, I did not notice that um, it's almost it's mostly women on. There's no guy only songs. Yeah. Like the JP Sax has Julia Michaels, mm-hmm. Sam Smith has Normandy, but all the songs are definitely. And I was surprised. Somewhere. I didn't realize I was leaning that much towards all female. I noticed that. I I think because I don't listen to <clears throat> a lot of songs with singing, mm-hmm. I realize how much of my music consumption doesn't involve women. We should change that. Well, I mean, I there are there like you know this producer Jubilee. She put out a dope album. Um, Rhapsody, a rapper, she put out a great album this year. They're definitely there, but because a lot of the music music that I listen to is so male dominated, you can go like an hour or two and not hear yeah. a woman, and that sucks. It definitely sucks. But you know, it's something that over the last seven eight years you know it's it's something that's always there and i don't know 
I guess it's the mentality of the people that run it. Like and the, the listeners. But the listeners but the, are, the listeners you know. are gonna listen to what they're mm-hmm. being fed though, you know what I'm saying? Like Cardi B didn't happen overnight. That was like mm-hmm. a steady, you know, rise. Same with Nicki Minaj. It's like if if you Yuck. if you tell the public that this is dope from like a marketing and promotion standpoint, people are gonna listen to it. Uh-huh. You know, um I think you have to put more of these voices out there. I think that's why people were wanting to make, cause like Rhapsody put out an album and people were making sure that it was known that like, this is dope. Listen to it. And it, it has like a throwback hip hop vibe to it. And she's just a dope lyricist, but that I wish there were more women like her who were being championed on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's our top fives for music. Yes. Because I can't do albums because I don't necessarily listen to albums. That's the other thing, though. I I have albums that I love, but it's either like I love the album and try to rank it on the albums list, or I love a song from the album and I'd rather highlight that song. Um, But I don't think... There's also just not been a lot of great albums this year. It's actually been a pretty shitty year in terms of like amazing music. It's been a lot of like good to decent to good songs Mm -hmm. that are cool for like the week or two that they're number one you know i think like a lot of the biggest especially for hip-hop the big the biggest hip-hop post malone was number one for how long over the last like two three years like i don't listen to that shit you know what i mean so it's it i don't know shit is fucking weird (laughs) it's whatever do you want to do shows or movies next Uh, whatever you want I guess we can go shows. Okay. What's your number five show? I'm naming who did them also. So okay. History Channel. Uh-huh. Project Blue Book. Yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't surprised that you liked that, but I thought it was cool that you got sucked into that. Because you watch a lot of YouTube, so for a show to be really good. Yes. Or for a show for you to be that engrossing, it has to be really good. Or at least it has to be something that's just really fucking good to you. Distracts me from YouTube. <laughs> facts. Big facts. What was it about Project Blue Book, though? Um... It's it's X Files like, uh-huh. but um, so Project Blue Book. Now, mind you, mm-hmm. I'm a person who got sucked in by the Blair Witch shit. Word. So I never take it for fact when they tell me no, this is a fact mm-hmm. because now I've been burned by the Blair Witch people. Facts. Um. No pun intended. So, Project Blue Book came about because, and this is, and this part is a fact. There are many uh, NASA uh, retired uh, military mm. uh, airline pilots that have all seen something, some weird shit, mm-hmm. and they're not saying it's aliens, but they're like, I've been up here enough times. To know when I've been flying for 30 years, you get used to phenomena. You get used to like weather patterns and weird shit happening with. And so they know when it is what it is. And it's a lot of shit. And if it's something that they can't pinpoint. Exactly. They can't explain it. 
then it's something odd. Mm -hmm. And the government is like, no, everything that you see is a weather balloon. It doesn't matter if there was no weather balloons in the area. That's what it was. The government be lying, too. Yes. So this is just um, the the government trying to, I don't want to say cover up, but try to downplay Mm -hmm. things over the course of years. You know, little stories where like something happened or some oddball went down or, you know, somebody made a discovery or like there was some kind of weird lights or something. And so the government um, apparently, you know, back in the like 40s, 50s was um, much more diligent in trying to like send people out there to like go threaten people. You didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. No, let me tell you, you did not see anything. Word. These investigators here ignore that. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. 100%. You know, so, and that's what, that's what this is. And this is stories that are from those people. That's dope. They're so, dramatiza- traumatizations. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. But they're not, they're not done in any kind of like a hokey mm-hmm. way. Like you're not seeing like some little alien, like scurrying off to the barn. No, like, yeah, none yeah. of that kind of corny shit. They handle it like adults. Yeah. So it, it's very dark and mysterious mm. and there's a lot of questions because that's what it is. A lot of it is questions. They don't know. And no they're answers. letting you know that mm-hmm. they don't know. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. You fuck with stuff like uh, Mothman prophecies and stuff. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I like all kinds of voodoo, weird, <laughs> voodoo. mystical <laughs> Mi- mystery, unsolved mysteries. Oh my gosh. I love any of that stuff. Anything that has a question mark. Mm hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, what's your number five? My number five is the second season of HBO's Barry. Um, I was going to watch that, too. It's on Plex. Barry's, it's, for those that don't know, although I don't know how, because I think Bill Hader's won two Emmys off of it, but um, Bill Hader, who used to be on Saturday Night Live, he plays a, a retired vet who... The only thing he feels like he's good at in life is killing. So he becomes like a contract assassin. Hmm. Um, he's very good at... Well, you, you don't meet him there, though. You meet him at the point of his life in season one where um, he's tired of that life and he wants to get out. And he randomly just starts taking an interest in acting. But the show is about... how ha- The show's about him trying to escape that life um, and how it basically keeps drawing him back it's funny it's dark it's uh gets serious at times um shouts out to henry winkler who has a really good role in it i thought the first season on its own was good enough to be just one and done eight episodes were done um i was skeptical when they said they were bringing it back for season two i was pleasantly surprised at how amazing season two was uh there's a there was one episode where uh, Bill Hader's character Barry has to fight this little girl who's a whole karate master and like maybe a little demon um, and it's not like a supernatural f- show she was just nuts um, but you saw her do a bunch of crazy <clears throat> stuff the one uh, the woman who plays his love interest whose name is escaping me right now she has a like a dope like one take like five or six minute monologue just about what it's like being a woman in Hollywood and all the different things you have to deal with 
again, Henry Winkler's amazing. Um, it's just a really funny, really smart show. Um, that surprised me with how well they were able to continue the story going on. Um, if you had asked me in June where this would have ranked, it probably would have ranked higher than five. Mm. But there's been a lot of good TV since the summertime. So um, it, it gets knocked down a couple pegs, but that's only because a lot of the stuff that came out afterwards are like more. But Barry's still a phenomenal show. Top okay. 10. I will add it to my list. I'm actually going to be coming up with a list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to work on just that list uh, over the next few days. Mm-hmm. And I want to start watching all the like movies and TV shows that I know are going to be getting nominated just so I can. Yeah. Oscar nominations are coming very soon, maybe yeah. the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time people hear this. Um, and I was going to say too, one of the, because people always ask, well, how long is it? I want to binge it, but how long is it? Don't fret. I think both seasons of Barry are eight to 10 episodes each, but they're half hour episodes. So you could run through the first season of Barry in like four hours. Okay, that's not bad. At Same all. with the second season. It's it's a re- it, and it's a really good watch. But like like I said, you can do that in a very short amount of time and be caught oh, all yeah. the way up. Super so. quick. Yeah. What's your number four? One day at a time. I which I still haven't finished. You will like it. Oh, I know. I love it. I'm gonna watch it at some <laughs> point. But I just I. I'm so anxious. I'm so happy that somebody else picked it up since Netflix fucked up. Yeah. But I mean, now it's going to be a situation where Pop TV is only going to drop them weekly. But I'm actually happy with that. Um, Me and Jaden were talking about that. And we're like, you know, it gives us some anticipation. And um, I know a lot of people like, no, fuck that. I want to have them all at one time. Well, fuck you. Um, It's a weird. There's shows I love to binge, but I think people forget what it's like to be watching a show week by and week caught up in it yeah. where you get and you can talk to each other talk to people about it because once you binge people are not binging at the same time no. so you can't always discuss it but, but when it's going week to week to week and you're and you're watching it you, you got know time as, to digest it, and everything yes then you know there i feel like there's more of a discussion well and i think well the other thing too that's is, why lost was the way it was but you got the other thing that i i don't think people realize is because i noticed it with stranger Th- me and fraser talked about it with stranger things this year um you feel like like you feel like you need to binge it so you're not spoiled but then by the time that weekend that the show comes out and you've binged it all Nobody's talking about it anymore. Nope. Like the, the was was season three of Stranger Things good? Yeah, it was great. I can't remember a thing about yeah, it individually. And I once because it, it came out July fourth. Once July seventh came around, nobody was talking about yeah. that show anymore. It, it sucks because <laughs> it's good and there's mystery, but you know, see, I I do, and I think we've also we also grew up in an age where everything there was no binge there was yeah. no binge you, you no. binged if you missed if you the show and if you had a or <laughs> if you had like a dvd or or a vhs Do you player remember when we had tivos and then we mm. found out the code to skip the commercials yeah no they fucked they <gasps> fucked the game up with that one they, huh? fu- they fucked the game all the way up with that one because people <laughs> wouldn't like you i'm at the point now where i don't know what commercials are for anything yeah you know, I, I'll either I'll either grab a like because if you go to like an HBO now or you know even like some shit on Hulu, 
if you're watching it and you don't pay for, or you pay for them to do ad free, you're really watching a 22 minute sitcom. Yeah. You know, you're not watching a half hour and getting ads all the time. So nope. it really can mess things up. And I mean, people, it, it's great. It's, it's, it's a great to be able to say, Hey, these 10 episodes, these 12 episodes came out right now. Let me watch them all in a day or two, but, but it takes something away from it. Now I will say one day at a time, Season three took me a few weeks to get through. Yeah. Just because I was doing other things. Uh-huh. Um, but I also watched it like back in March. I barely remember. I really don't remember anything. We watched half of it because I had the screeners. But I think like usually matter of fact, when we when I first got the screeners, it was around this time of year. Yeah. We, we were all home and we would be able to watch like five or six episodes at a time because mm-hmm. nobody's doing anything and i think that's what happened with this one um but it might and when it, it dropped in february i watched the rest of it i remember i watched it at work because at my job that first week in march is like super there's like yeah. nothing going on um but my number three same thing i watched it in august uh-huh. i couldn't begin to tell you what happened I don't really remember. I'm trying to think of. I have a lot of shows like that. Not really, but I don't know. There's, there's probably some, but it's 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 rare. It's rare. If I if if I really like the show, I try to remember most things about it. If I didn't, if it was whatever. Yeah, I had to go back. Like I just remember. Part of what it is is if it hit my list, it, it's because. Um, while I was binging it, yeah. I couldn't wait to get to the next episode. Word. And I and I remember that. Mm. You know, so. I feel you. I feel okay, you. so what's your number four? My number four mm, is Snowfall, which is on FX. Um, was that the third season? Yeah. This is one of those shows that I had to catch up on. This summer, I was doing so much catch up. I, I got caught up all the way on power. Um... Most, Your mom can't try to fuck it up. No, she did. My mom spoiled so much shit for me on power, but it was whatever. I it I'm at I'm at the point now where it doesn't make any difference. Snowfall, I wanted to watch. It was it's the last show that John Singleton was working on. He was executive producer and directed a couple of episodes before he passed. <clears throat> um It's about the the beginnings of the crack epidemic in, in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Um I saw a scene from one of the last episodes of season three on Twitter. I'm like, damn, this guy's a good fucking actor. Let me find, I finished power and I was like, let me start it. And I ran through the whole show this summer. And I was glad I did it that way because this year's season, season three, it felt every season just got better. And I think by the time you get here where the guys like, they're making they're making they're basically brought the recipe for making crack to Los Angeles. So they're big time like he's like, I have to get bank accounts offshore type mm-hmm. money, you know what I'm saying? So to see how that game is being played while also seeing the CIA's uh, you know, h- fingerprints all over Oh yeah. The the cause I mean all of that was just funding fucking Iran Contras or whatever the hell mm-hmm. was going on. Um, to see that mix and then also see how, cause it's three, it's, it's the CIA guys, the black guy on the street. And then it's the Mexican cartels and how they were getting this stuff through the borders and everything in California. Um, I don't know. It was just a very well acted show. 
Um, it's it's all at, shouts to FX because they really they'll put on a show at ten o'clock on FX, which is a cable channel. Um, but they're saying shit. They're saying fuck. <laughs> you seeing blood? Um, it's not like nudity, but there are like you know quick sex scenes. So it feels real, like. You would think that sometimes some of these episodes would be on HBO. I'm allowed to move around. Yeah, Frank. You would think some of these episodes were on HBO, and then again, just like the acting, all the way, all the way through the writing, everything. This season was a really good season. I'm glad I finally uh, took the plunge and binged it. Cool. What's your number three? It's an Amazon show. Uh huh. The boys. You watch the boys? I did. I I'm. I got to watch the final three. I'm surprised you watched The Boys. Yeah. The Boys is really good. It was really good. I liked it. I boys. liked it. Yeah. Um, it was kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I vaguely remember nothing. I, the guy who wrote the original comic is the same guy who wrote. I, I watched it because Elizabeth Shue was in it. Yeah. 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 That was, was what started me. She was the biggest name, I think, when, uh. Well, I think Laz Alonzo was probably a bigger... Nah, Elizabeth Shue was, like, the in terms of a face, I think she was the one. Not to say, not to shit on Laz, but I think... Face? I think she was She was <laughs> the biggest um, known person. Uh, but the guy who wrote that comic that it's based off also wrote Preacher, which was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I knew what it was going into it, but I wasn't ready for the guy who was running really fast to literally like make a woman disintegrate when he ran through her um but that set the tone i what episode fuck because <laughs> no because i watched the first episode and then like watch these are long episodes that's the other thing they're like an hour long so you can i can and i was watching them home i wasn't watching them back and forth on the way to work because i think i was binging other shit um so i've not been able to finish it but i really liked and 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 it, it's there's so much superhero shit going on right now. These stories where it tells like a more realistic and more like the darker side of mm-hmm. these situations. Um, and that was which is the dope. other thing that I did like with it is it shows you as a whole how all that power can just corrupt you and corrupt everything. Yeah, you know. And what was that man's name? The Homelander. Yes. He was, he's like the worst <laughs> villain of the year. Like, yeah. Jesus. And that was good. I like the boys. Yeah. So that was my number three. Shit. I didn't know you watched it. That's dope. <laughs> Makes sense though. Cause you watch a lot of stuff on Amazon too. Yeah. Um, my number three actually just ended its series was Mr. Robot. Um, the hacker USA network show that stars Rami Malik, who played, uh, Oh, I was going to watch that one. That one's on my list. What's my man? Um, Freddie Mercury. It's Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Slater's in it. Um, it's dope. I mean, dudes. And I think the, the guy. Remember, there was that show I was watching on Amazon with Julia Roberts, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. The guy who did Homecoming. This is the show he first started doing. Um, the for, I mean, for a show that was really deep into this guy who has multiple personalities and also is like a hacker who's trying to basically destroy modern society. Um, it got really deep. It, uh, some people said it fell off in the second season, but I think 
season three was really good. And season four, it was cool to see after Homecoming, because I could tell in Homecoming he was like, because he directed all the episodes, Sam Esmail, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, you could tell that he was really trying to do unique camera angles and shots and just like he he had like really there was things he experimented with on homecoming that now going into this fourth season of mr robot you could tell he like was starting to put these things into action for his main series Mm. um the series finale which just you know again by the time people hear this is like a week or two ago um, it was a two-parter. It felt like a movie. It was fucking beautiful. It was like the perfect way to end the show um, in a season that was already perfect. There's one episode this season. It's essentially a five-act play. There's no commercials, so it's like 57 minutes long, but it's told in five acts. And I think there's only two rooms that it goes to. I don't know. They were just doing a lot of dope shit, a lot of great acting, a lot of great storytelling. Um, you seem very excited about this one. It was a show that, I, well, because I was nervous. Like, I got into it because a couple of guys at work were watching it. And then the deeper I got into it, the more I got engrossed in it. Um, and uh, I was scared that season four was going to not <laughs> do what it needed to do. And every week I was like, this is dope, but that ending's got to be fire. And and it ended up being fire. So, shouts out to them. Um it's worth the binge, but it is, it, I don't say it's long, but those are hour long at 47 minute episodes or whatever. And it can get kind of complex, especially if you don't know the world of hacking, but you're not going to be like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? It's just like certain scenes where it's just like random computer lingo. He's just typing shit. And it's like, I don't know what this means, but it looks like things are happening. But you're uh, like, okay, I know that's code. Other than that. Facts, facts. <laughs> but, uh, and, and again, homeboy Rami Malik is just a really, oh, and it takes place in Jersey. Oh, awesome. It's Jersey, New York and New Jersey, but I think a lot of it takes place because that's where uh, the main character, I mean, a couple of main characters grew up in. So they, they're in Washington Township a lot. So what is your number two? The Connors. I watch none of season two of The Connors. So. That's not because I didn't like the show. It just never happened. Yeah. So. it. Okay. So I'm not going to mess that up. I will say I almost forgot to watch it. It was because my sister was here visiting. And she's a big and fan. And she binged it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we told her. I told her it was really good. Mm-hmm. So she went ahead and watched the whole thing while she was here. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was so good. Yeah. And I was like, I, we told you. So she really liked it. So that made me go back and really watch. And and I watched season two, which was really good. So I know you will watch that eventually. So I'm it'll happen gonna, at some point. Yeah. And um, they did get renewed for not a, surprised for a third season. Um, and um, I will say Darlene solidifies her her. Um, her leading role um to the point that now when i've watched the original series uh-huh. i'm like why is roseanne in the way <laughs> i'm like why is she blocking sarah gilburn no, you know yeah. well it's it's so it's i kind of i don't know if i mentioned this before on the show anyway but i remember what when we watched the first episode of roseanne when it came back mm-hmm and I tweeted, this needs to be the Darlene show. Like, yes. she was the only one that had so much going on. And I think in a time, because 
everything is getting fucking rebooted. Even one day at a time, it's like that was something that was based off something. I think they did a good job in figuring out how to bring these characters back um, without, I mean, it still feels like the same show, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, you can tell that it's updated and it's not because people are old, but like, you know, yeah. it's, it's but, with the times like the other, sh- yeah, the other series used to be. The, I mean, you got the same three kids mm-hmm. and, you know, little things like, you know, she was still, you know, Mark passed away, which he really did do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so they don't forget that Mark. Was, no, yeah. You know, um, DJ married um, the girl that he didn't want to kiss. The black girl. The black girl he didn't want to kiss when he was in elementary school. Uh-huh. He wound up marrying her. And having a whole and kid. Having, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so... You know, it's just, you know, David's still there. You know, so they it's all the elements that you knew and were comfortable with uh-huh. are all still there. It's smart. Including the home. It's smart. So, just the know, fucking the couch. couch. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's all still there. So I feel like when they go and and that's the same thing, like one day at a time is nothing like the original i mean there's a single mom and two kids yeah it's like the show in spirit kind of i mean it's 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 the same premise there's the name schneider is in there and the apartment's the same but i think in terms of when i say in spirit i think in terms of like we're a show that is dealing with the social issues and things that are going on in your life today you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. um we're, we're having these conversations that you might not catch in other places but it's instead of it being a single white mother it's now a whole you know it's a, a, a hispanic family you know that has their own set of uh you know th- we're dealing with immigration shit and all this other yeah. things that go on you know it's uh it's there's a lot of important episodes and important moments of shows but i think there's very few important shows. Like I remember the characters' names. I'm sitting here trying to remember the moms. I don't remember. I just remember name. Valerie Bertinelli and Mackenzie Phillips. And I feel like the mom's real name was Bonnie. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember. I feel like I'm wrong. Uh, Bonnie Franklin. Yep. Um, you know, and I remember her going. You know, she was a you know, big word back in the seventies, she was a divorce divorcee, uh-huh. you know, and if you were female and had that, that, term. that title, mm-hmm. forget it. Word. So, but yeah, I, you know, I think they can bring back some of these shows. If, you know, if they're careful to like with the Connors, it's different because it's, it's very much like the second generation. Yes. You know? Um, one day at a time, they took the, they took the theme, uh huh, and they and they created something fresh and new. Yeah, they found a, they found a way to flip it. Yeah. Um. So you know those two things can work. Obviously, uh-huh. you know you just gotta not treat your audience like they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Good luck with that. You know. So okay. What is your? What's the next one? Number two. 
Yeah, what's your number two? My number two is the second of three HBO shows on here. Um, it's Watchmen. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I was into it because it's Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. Um, the Watchmen comic series is like it's actually not that far from The Boys. Okay, but where what was it? How did I say? I said The Boys is basically like great value Watchmen. Like they're both dealing in these worlds where superheroes exist, but it's not the Avengers where like they're saving the day. It's like the issues that are happening underneath. Um, but Watchmen, it's a little more of a complicated show primarily because Damon was, he, he knew it was going to be nine episodes. I don't think he thought about it in terms of like a season two and he had like a defined story, Mm -hmm. but instead of being like, we're going from point A to B to C, he's like, here's point negative two. That's how, we're gonna that's then how they were with lost. We're gonna then jump to 2019, and then we're gonna give you point X and M, and then we're gonna end the end the episode and we go are next talking week. About the people who really they didn't invent it, but they really really personified the what it is to have flashbacks yeah well (laughs) this well then and the the beautiful thing was where the original comic because this is essentially like the universe of the comic in an alternate 2019 it's like because the comic took place in the late 80s it was a world where there was one superhero and a bunch of like mass vigilantes um it was a, it was America was a place where you could do more than two terms as president. So I think at that time in their universe, Richard Nixon was still president in the comic. Robert Redford's running for president in the show. Robert Redford is president um, or he was president for a time. And like he had all these things happening, but Damon Lindelof, Regina King stars. She's mm-hmm. like the main actress. She, first time she's kicking ass having sex scenes all this stuff but the the key was where the first where the comic was more about the social issues at that time you know cold war you know russia and america all that stuff the series made it a point to deal with more race issues like the first thing you see on this show is a little kid watching a movie and then the fucking 1921 Tulsa race riots just happened you got fucking clan members killing black people planes hitting the fucking uh the buildings and shit like stop doing so many spoilers i'm so well no it's the first episode i mean it's been covered crazy and 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 again that piece is such a small piece to the story as a whole there's okay. so so much weird shit that goes on in the show. There's so many times you're going to be watching like the first four or five episodes and be like, I don't get it. None of this is making sense. But when it does, it, it clicks, it clicks, it, but it clicks. It has some of the best episodes of television I've watched. Um, there's, there's one episode that's, it's essentially just one long flashback, but it's not handled in the way you normally see flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives it when you when you're done watching like damn this gave me so much but I there's so much more I need and I don't know it was for a nine episode show that had so much shit going into it I think they did a very 
a phenomenal job in telling their story while also making sure that it's still rooted deeply in because the Watchmen comic is like a lot of people see it as like the best graphic novel ever released so there's a lot of anticipation for it especially with Damon Lindelof some people don't like Lost a lot of people didn't like parts of the leftovers um and he knocked it out the park he I think he wrote on every episode um he had a lot of women and a lot of uh, people of color in the writing room as well and that enhanced a lot of the stuff that was going on and again if you just want to see Regina King beat up racist ass for for nine episodes you can just watch that phenomenal show what is your number one what do you think it is we already said one day at a time. Oh, uh, fucking Jack Ryan. Hello. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, 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 at first I said Amazon Prime, and then I forgot that fucking, uh, what's his name? Jim Halpert mm-hmm. was a whole spy <laughs> man <laughs> once again. So um, I'm really liking him and Wendell Pierce in this. Uh-huh. Um, I like Wendell. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one, you... St- Still don't really know much about Jack Ryan's past. Mm -hmm. So we're two seasons and still don't know shit. That's crazy. Um, But it's so the first season was like one plot that he was trying to foil. Uh And the second season's a whole nother thing in a whole different country, a whole different set of circumstances, a whole nother set of people. Mm -hmm. And none of the people, except for him and Wendell Pierce, none of the people from the first one are in the second one. That's dope. So it's like, okay, so I have to get to know all these. And it's a lot of fucking people. So you're, Uh, you're, yeah. And I kind of don't always do well with that. I get everybody start, I mix them all up. It could be a lot. Yeah. Um, Actually, I judge how much I like a show if I can unprompted name a bunch of the characters and know exactly mm-hmm. who they are. I did that with, was it Euphoria? And I was like, damn, I really knew everybody in this show. But there's other ones I'm like, I the blonde woman. I don't know who the fuck yeah, she is. Like, in season one, he was with this woman. And so, you know, she's a doctor. Mm. So you're kind of like waiting to see what's going to happen with them in season two. There's no mention of her in season two. It's a whole different woman that, oh, he, that he's now fucking. What's and the time frame? Like, it was it immediately after? Immediately season after. One? Interesting. Yeah, like within a couple of months or something of of the of the previous set okay. of Episode. must dominate the world gotcha. kind of circumstances. Um, this one was much more emotional though. Mm. It felt like you were on like this emotional roller coaster, mm. and um, uh, it was. It was more graphic, like it was a lot more violence, uh-huh. a lot more blood. Uh-huh. Um, like you literally saw somebody's like throat get slit, like it's all up in the camera. Shit, like, once, holy shit! Once the boys comes out, you could do anything. <laughs> so, um, Jesus. So yeah, it it's is really good. I am hoping there will be a season three. I so. would assume so. I would guess so. John Krasinski's kind of just doing whatever the fuck he wants he's putting i forgot quiet place 2 was coming out next year i think he's i think people rock with him mm-hmm. and if they were cool enough with this amazon seems like they've got a lot of money <laughs> I, <laughs> I think if they just took our prime money like a couple weeks ago facts so. but i think i think on the business side because 
Like, it's not like Netflix where it's dependent on people watching the shows and liking the shows or liking throwback shit that's on there. Like, Amazon Prime Video is funded by literally everybody ordering off of Amazon. Yep. They're not, I don't think they're selling ads. I don't think they are worried about ratings. They just want to make content. And I wouldn't be surprised. Like Jack Ryan could probably, I I could see that being like a five or six season show if it continues to be at that level. But I don't, I'm not Jeff Bezos. I don't know. That's so He's got to be still sore now. I know they finished filming and everybody already watched it. Yeah. He's still got to be somewhat stiff and sore now. 100%. A lot of the stunts he was doing were crazy. I wonder how much of those he did himself. Mm-hmm. I have to look that up. I still have, and I also have to watch Jack Ryan. I've not watched five minutes I'll of watch any it episode. With you. I'll watch it again. And they're hour long too? Yeah. Eight <sighs> episodes each season. Eight episodes isn't that bad, but an hour is a lot. I don't know. There's not enough time for a lot of this shit. Um, speaking of hour-long shows that I was consumed with this year, my number one is HBO's Succession. Um, again, it's another show that I hadn't really watched. I watched the first episode of it last year. It was like late last year because it came out last summer. Um, and every every Monday I would come to work. And everybody was like, damn, did you watch last night? Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, yo, this shit sounds crazy. But, like, I had spent a week or two gunning through the whole season, the first season, so I can get to where they were in season two. Um, and, again, it was one of those shows that got so much better in its second season. Um, from, I mean, it's already, it's, <coughs> it's literally a show where, like, a Fox News type patriarch is trying to figure out who his successor is going to be for his media empire. Um, it's got Kiernan Culkin in it, Macaulay's brother. Uh-huh, little- um, but and it's not a lot like you, Brian Cox. You know that guy, the old guy. Yes. Um, he's he's the patriarch in the in the in the show. Um, all the kids are fucked. They're just like spoiled, rich, white assholes. They're all pieces of shit. Um, and they're all vying for this spot. And just the way the story evolved in season two, the writing's phenomenal, the acting's phenomenal. It looks, they must be spending a shit ton of money on <laughs> everyone. Because every episode this season felt like it was not in America. They went to London twice. They're in fucking, uh, they were somewhere in Europe. I forget where they went on their trip in Europe. They're on these fucking big expensive yachts. Like It was so much money being poured into the show. It looked like um and the story was just great beautiful great acting great writing it's funny really fucked up yeah it's favorite show oh there's there was and it's one of the shows like you know something like you'll watch a show and it's like these episodes were dope these ones were kind of meant and then like it ends Mm -hmm. okay this one started at the top it had like a three four week run where it was just like the best thing on tv and then the finale um, where the shit really hit the fan was just it was I don't know they did it they did a really great job on this show, um, I believe it got a season three order. I don't know it's it's if you can if you want to see the inner workings of like a really right leaning like really just terrible organization, 
as they're trying to figure out their next move, it feels re- they're going to fucking Senate hearings. Like there's these these scandals that are you know breaking in in like what's the name? Harvey like Harvey Weinstein type stories get broken, and like you're seeing them at home watching like uh not Dateline, but like uh was it 2020 and like their reactions to it. I don't know, it feels so yeah. real. And I don't know. That's how with Jack Ryan, mm-hmm. the the bad guy at the end, like I totally knew what was going to happen to him uh-huh. and I was completely wrong. <laughs> and, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, cause I knew what happened to the bad guy at the end of season one. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, so now I know they'll start this, you know, this premise. Yeah. And nope. no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And, um, you know, so you don't know. Never mind. So, <laughs> you have to spoil the whole show? Spo- yeah, I don't want to spoil it. That's so, it. yeah. So, just watch it. Okay. So, okay. So, now we're on to movies. Top movies. Okay. So, you can start. Okay. My number five is uh, Knives Out. It's a, a modern uh, clue type whodunit. It's a hilarious cast. It's got a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Don Johnson, who's been doing a lot of shit this year. Um, Chris yeah, Evans it all started off with the book club. Facts. No, it was like he was in the book club. He was in Watchmen, mm-hmm. and then he popped up in this randomly. Um, really great cast. Really funny. Um, but it's also like it's a whole like you start with the cops interrogating every it's just this big mystery who done it who's the killer i don't want to say it's predictable like i feel like if you watch it you're probably going to know what's happening or who the person is because towards the middle of the film like yeah i think they did it um but it's still fun it's fun it's it's like a little bit quirky and i think this is one of the things i don't like with critics is they'll like like, I think they don't take into account when a movie is fun. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the acting has to be superb and this has to be spot on. And yeah. This, uh, but sometimes a bitch just wants to watch a movie and have fun. No and facts. why can't that be 100%. what makes the movie great? That's, you know? that's. If it took me out of my, uh, you know, if it took me out of the fact that I'm behind on my AT&T bill. Facts. One there's one one of my film actually my number two film is probably falls into that lane. There's another one that I watched this year that is like that's like it's dumb fun, but it keeps me entertained. Um and I I I I can't I can't afford to do it, but I always told myself I was gonna go at least see like the big movies in a theater just so I can be there with regular people. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. when I because. Knives Out is funny. It's funny from front to back. But I, when I went to see it, the screening room I went to, <coughs> I might have been one of three black people. And it was a lot of like older white New York credits. And I'm like, this is funny. This ain't that damn funny. Like, they're, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know. Because it, it felt like a movie that was kind of made for some of these older people who had watched Clue and watched a lot of these ag- read Agatha Christie books and stuff like that and knew what the what was that uh 
Murder on the Orient Express, shit, shit like mm-hmm. that, you know. I read um, that. They, they knew that stuff, and seeing something happening with a modern twist, mm-hmm. they're gonna, it's, they're immediately drawn to it. Um, but again, it's one of those movies where I recommend it, and people come in like, yeah, really fun. It was, it's just a lot of fun. Okay. Um, but I kind of wish I'd went to see it. I hate saying it with civilians, just so I can understand if the reactions they're having are the same ones I had. They had when. I went to the screening with a bunch of quote unquote movie buffs or whatever. Cause the shit isn't always the same. It's not always the same. What's your number five? I don't have one. So what's your number four? You don't have a number five. I didn't watch that many movies. I was and wondering. I didn't, I did not. I couldn't come up with a fifth one that I, that I liked. I respect it. My number four is uh, the latest Quentin Tarantino film. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, it's set in the late 60s. It's, it's essentially <clears throat> Hollywood around the time that Charles Manson, but it's not like a Charles Manson film. Mm-hmm. The Manson family plays a part in it, but it's really more about... Um, time reference? No, it's more like... It's it's about the... Di- it's specifically about like the dying out of a certain age mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Um Leonardo DiCaprio plays a guy who was like a big star in the movies and is now in like the latter part of his career where he's doing he's like not aging well. No, he's not. He, there was one meme showing Leonardo DiCaprio aging through the years and the last slide said 2019, but it was a picture of Jack Nicholson. But it made sense. <laughs> like the way his face is filled out and like his shitty beard and everything, it looks like Jack Nicholson. Um, but no, he's he plays an actor who uh, he was a big deal, and now he's like struggling to be relevant. He's playing like random villains on like westerns and things like that. Um, but it's his relationship with Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's character, who is a, his stuntman. But because of shit that's happened in his life, he can't get like a lot of feature work. And it's them just like being friends and operating in this. Uh, late 60s Hollywood town. Uh, Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate mm-hmm. in the film. <clears throat> um, but again, like it's not a Manson film. It's really more about Hollywood at that time and the friendship between uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's characters. Leo was dope. I kind of think Brad Pitt should probably get an award, at least a bunch of nominations for what he did in there. But yeah. Or at least as the oldest actor. Facts out well, there right now. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the few like true blue movie stars out there. It's also a long film though. Like two and a half hours is a lot, and there's parts that it could. It probably could have been a cool two hours. <clears throat> um, but the more I want to watch it again, the more I think about the film, the more I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's it is no Kill Bill. What is your number four? Okay, so this is the third movie in the series. Okay. Angel has fallen. You love those films. I do. I don't know how that happened. Because you like action films. I do. Um, but I watched Olympus has fallen. That uh-huh. was good. And that was then, the second one or the first. That one? That was the first one. Okay. And then London. Mm-hmm. I didn't now, remember Olympus. I remembered London when the, yeah. the trailers were coming out. And um, I like Morgan Freeman. He's in them. He's in these two. So he's the president, right? He was vice president in the first two. That's right. He rose up in the ranks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And um, so this one, Mike Banning is accused of trying to kill the president. Word. 
but they have their action sequences are really really like high energy spot on Mm -hmm. and um um it's how you say it's like um gerard butler Mm -hmm. who is not like an actor i normally (coughs) follow or anything he does a lot of these type of action (coughs) yeah and he he does he's really good at at like this kind of character Mm -hmm. um and um i kind of like the camaraderie between him and and morgan Morgan freeman Mm -hmm. so like you can tell they like they just Either they're really, really, really good actors, or they actually do get along. So. Yeah, and it probably helps. It's the third film in yeah. the series too. But yeah, so, but yeah, it's very suspenseful. And this one will like kind of threw it for a loop. You were like, "What? He's a?" They think all this and all this time he's like done all these crazy things to save the fucking president, and now they think he's trying to kill him. Yeah, what's what's her name was in it, right? Um, Jada Pinkett was in it, right? Yes. Okay. I gotta. I remember liking the. Cause I know, I know the film stars at whatever was in the trailers with the on the water and shit, mm-hmm. um, and that that whole sequence looked yes, crazy. It was really good. Um, and I remember him running through the woods, but I I I put it on at work, but it was on mute, and I would look glance up and just see motherfuckers shooting people. Yep. Um, but I've never said I I want to watch them all from from uh, London or Olympus mm-hmm. through. Um, yeah, damn, I totally forgot that was going to be a movie on your list. <laughs> Um, my number three is Parasite, which is probably, it's, it's gotten a lot more buzz, um, than other Korean films have in recent memory. Um, it's another, it's, it's a, if you ever wanted to learn about class issues in Korea, and I, I I say that knowing this movie isn't as boring as that sounds, but it really is about like how the rich and the poor coexist in, um, in modern Korea, which I believe has over the last few years, like there's been a lot more, there's like an influx of money coming into Korea, mm-hmm. but it's not distributed properly. Oh, no. um, I don't want to talk too much about Parasite though. Cause I think it's one of those films that is better left seen, not knowing okay, so let's just much jump about to the it. Next one. Just know that it's a, if you guys watch Snowpiercer, that came out a couple years ago. It's directed by the same guy, but it is. Is it um, on Plex? Yes. Okay. Um, it and it might still be in theaters. It was doing very well in the box office for a Korean language two and a half hour film in America. I think it like in terms of that scale of movies. I remember movies, it coming out. Yeah. And I I remember wanting to see it. Yeah. I tend to like foreign films, yeah. so. I got I got a promo item in the mail that didn't make any sense to me when I got it and it made me watch the movie just to be like, Oh, and when I, when I finally watched it, I'm like, it was the perfect promo item to send, but it was so random. <laughs> you guys watch the film and then let me know you watch it. And then we could talk about it on the episode on a, a future episode. Okay. What I'll is your, there you go. What is your number three? Uh, <laughs> Godzilla, the King of Monsters. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Jada <laughs> really, would love that. I really like the movie. Um, it was the coolest shit <laughs> to see them all bow down <laughs> to yeah, Godzilla at yeah. the end. So, um, but yeah, I like the movie. You know me, I like monster movies. Like, I like those type of monster movies. Yes. Where, mm-hmm. Like King Kong and Godzilla and Mothra and all that. Are, are you I good? don't like 
Freddy Krueger and <laughs> nah, well, that's a total. Yeah, are you are you hyped now? Because the next one's going to be Godzilla yeah. versus King Kong. Yes, I kind of. There was a a point in Godzilla where they mentioned the area where King Kong was, mm-hmm. but it was weird because I couldn't tell if they were saying that he was a monster like Godzilla, and they didn't really mention it. But knowing that the next film's going to be Godzilla versus King Kong. You think they would have put that? something there, but I don't know. Maybe. What was that? What was the name of that movie with the... The last Kong movie? Yeah. Kong Skull Island? That one. Because yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I wasn't expecting to like that one either. With uh, Tom Hiddleston and... I believe that was Brie Larson? And a couple other yes. people. Dude that played Dr. Dre in the Straight Outta Compton movie was in there too. Um. Yeah, I... I might have dozed off a little bit in the theater when I took Jaden, but I just um, like those kind of movies. There were they're they're just fun and yeah, you know, it's you, you you get caught up in it, but it's it's just a fun movie. Word, word, and they they actually I I don't remember what the was it sixty years sixty five years. There was a bit the first Godzilla movie anniversary is like a big one this year, and a coworker went to Japan to uh, is it. Toei? I don't know how to pronounce the name of the studio that is doing all, but they had everything on display. So you got these replicas of the different Godzillas and all that stuff. And they made it a point to like, they knew they wanted to make a modern Godzilla, but they worked hand in hand with the people that created Godzilla originally to make sure that mad elements from the original storyline are now mm-hmm. in this modern telling, which I think um, helps out a lot. Because even though it is a big U.S. action film, I think the way Godzilla's handled especially, it felt like it did in those old films where it's kind of like this fucking abnormal thing that's going on in the world. You can't really understand it. You got to kind of just got to get out of its way and then figure out if it's on your side or not. But (laughs) yeah, I know Jaden, when was the first time you watched it? Was that at Russell Island or it was here? I think it was Russell Island, I think. I don't know the last time Jaden's watched it, but he he was on a tear with that film when I finally got it. So yeah, um, that was your number three. Mm-hmm. My number two. I don't know if this is on your top list at all. Is John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum? That's the film for me. Where if I want to just kill a couple okay, hours, so we'll fuck it up because that's my number one. Okay, well, hey, that makes sense. Um, that to me is like one of the most fun films I saw this year. Yes. Um, cringy because some of the the murders, the kills are like, oh, gross. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the knife shit, but like that, just the fact that the the movie started. I want the dogs. Yeah, did I should did I tell you my John Wick uh pop figure came in? No, I I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, you it, don't tell me shit. So, it, it, yeah. well, because it, it came. Where was I going? I was about to leave the house and it was on the porch. So I took a picture of it and just threw it on Instagram and just went about my day. Um, Just the fact that the the first like 30, 40 minutes of the film is him just fucking people up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. You know, it was it was the first time I saw it when I saw it again in theaters. Um, And then every time since it's just. It doesn't take itself too seriously. No. Um, and, and it's he a lot is of fun. Aging much better than Leonardo. No, big um, facts, big facts. <laughs> he, I mean, he's that guy right now. Keanu's oh, yeah. that guy. It doesn't mean I'm going to John Wick sixteen. I'm not um, going to go see Bill and Ted, but uh, no, he is that guy right now. <laughs> 
tools. Why is it your number one? Because he doesn't age. <laughs> still looks good. Still kicking butt. And he's like so low key about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny because if you think he's super low key, super chill, super laid back, yeah. but everybody fucking knows who he is. Yeah. I think I will uh, say Lawrence Fishburne's character is a little annoying. I don't. He's probably the least my least favorite character yeah. in. I don't like the way I he talks. I was not feeling good about Halle Berry being in it, and she then when I shit. saw her in it, she did great. That was amazing. When I when I saw her doing the practice that Keanu was doing before John Wick Two with all the fucking guns in the in the shooting range, I'm like, oh, she's got it. But then that <clears> sequence <throat> with the two of them. Mm-hmm. And she really showed you what she could do. Why Halle Berry ain't been doing this you all know, along? Could have been kicking ass. But it also makes me wonder, though. Like, is this going to be the thing with John Wick films? Is there going to be like another quote unquote older actor or actress that they're going to bring in to then just start fucking shit up again with? You know. But um. Well, they're on his the same age as him, so. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um. Then, well, shit. Then what's your number two? Netflix Holiday in the Wild. Hot, that's one of the newer Christmas movies. Yes, I don't. I don't, um, I don't know what that is. Who's in it? <laughs> so, um, oh my god, I forgot her name. Hold on. It's a it's a it's a name actress though. Yes. Holiday in the Wild. Mm-hmm. That seems familiar. What is her name? She's mad familiar. Kristen Davis? Rob Lowe is in this? Mm-hmm. Okay. What was it about this? Okay, so um, she's about to go to Africa to go on safari on this like extended vacation. Uh-huh. And the night before she's supposed to go, her husband says, I want a divorce. Oh, shit. Because it's supposed to be the two of them. Mm-hmm. That are going on the trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... She decides to go anyway. Okay. And um, so um, her life is very like um, not. I don't know what what's the words I'm looking for. Like superficial okay. is her normal day to day life, mm-hmm. and, but she doesn't realize it. Yeah. You know. And as she's out there and they're working with like, she, she's working with the local people trying to help her. She can, she's getting involved in the community without really realizing it. Mm. She meets this guy, Rob Lowe and, um, and she starts to find who she is without Mm. the husband's influence on her. Mm. And, um, she extends her stay and extends her stay and um, other things happen. Okay. And her family is like, what? Hmm. Her kids. She's got grown kids. Mm. And they're like, uh, mom, when are you coming home? She, uh, I'm not. Okay. So, but it's, it's um, you know, like they have the uh, coming of age. Well, this is like kind of her coming of age, even though she's yeah. got kids who should be like coming Like rediscovering herself. Yeah. Mm. So it's very much like that. Um. But the scenery and stuff is really beautiful. Yeah, it just happened to be on the Wikipedia page. It says something about elephant scenes? Yes. Crazy. So, um, 
so you know he's roblo's going through his own stuff and mm -hmm. so they they're they really are just friends and and for a while before it starts to to Change. turn into something else mm -hmm. and but they're really just helping each other work out through some stuff and work. then working in the community that they're, that they're working in mm -hmm. you know all of it kind of is like very healing mm -hmm. and it's just a nice movie work my my num my number one is not a nice movie at all <sighs> okay go ahead why'd you sigh like that my number one is uncut gems um it's a new adam sandler film that is nothing like most of the films that Adam Sandler's uh, known to play. That can only be a good thing. It's, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a phenomenal thing. It takes place in New York City, 2012. He plays a uh, a jeweler in the Diamond District who um, has a gambling problem and <laughs> is trying to... He's got, like, this one big uh, risk that he has to take. And it starts out well enough, but over the course of a week it turns out crazy um sandler's phenomenal in it it's the first film i've seen where he's like well, i shouldn't say the first he's it's not like he's he's not been like acting acting before but in this one it's it, it it to me it feels like a totally different situation like the guy the brothers who made it's the safty brothers they're big on making like these tension film tension filled films um, with a lot of like movement and talking and it's like Adam, I don't know how much weight Adam Sandler had before he was on the film, but he had to have lost at least like 25 pounds just with all the walking and talking and running and shit he does throughout <laughs> it. Um, Kevin Garnett's in it. He's not a cameo. It's like, he's actually acting. He's acting as himself, but he is actually acting in the film. Um, it's got an interesting twist on a real, uh, playoff series that he had in 2012 um that's about all i'll give you the film without you know getting <laughs> too much into the story but uh it's a dope mix of like established actors and new actors um it really nails the feel of 2012 which isn't that far away um but if it really feels like 2012 new york like they went to the real clubs they had the real clothes oh that's so cool the the phones were all like whatever the iphone was at at that time so like <laughs> when, it, when it, it's weird to see them focus on a screen and it's like that uh that like weird blue background with like the green bubbles and shit on the messages or whatever i don't know it's a, it's a it's a really tense film um it's one of those films where Anytime I hear people talking about it, especially um, how they felt at the end of the film, it's like everybody has the same reaction. I'm kind of wondering, because he didn't get any nominate. The film got no nominations for the Golden Globes. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to get something for uh, for the Oscars, but we'll see, because it's kind of a tough playing field. But if it wasn't as bad, I would assume Adam Sandler would be up for um, best actor and all this shit, but we'll see. It'll be a couple couple weeks away. Um, either way, uncut gems. It it dropped mid December, but it went for a wide release in Christmas. Um, I would say if you've not seen it yet, and you don't if you if you want to go to the theaters but don't want to see like Star Wars or 
<laughs> no. If, 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 if you don't want to watch Star Wars, but it you want to go to the theaters. I burped and I was like, oh my God. And I tried to pull the microphone I didn't, away. I, I don't like, know if it'll if I'll hear it when I go back, but I didn't hear whatever <laughs> was just going was like, on. Holy shit. But that's the first time you look like that surprised. <laughs> like. In the last fucking hour and 42 minutes we've been recording this episode. Oh, we beat we beat last year's already by seven minutes. I, I hope next year is not. Okay. So <laughs> I only have. Because uh, we'll talk about vacations later. Yeah. Um, but my best favorite memory uh-huh. for 2019 is that Art All Night happened. Yeah, that's really dope. I think. Uh... Just doesn't matter how big, how small, no, how successful, yeah. whatever. We 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 did it. But we, I th- we did it again. I think the one thing the one thing people it's funny because after a tragedy like that you have I had I was close to the point where like well you need to change it cuz you didn't do 24 hours. Fuck you, bitch. But it's not even it's like after that tragedy everybody knows it has to change. Yes. But the funny thing is, the changes were stuff that you find at any festival or any concert. It just hadn't been in at Trenton ours, yeah. because there was no need, because nobody was... Well, apparently there was a need. There wasn't, but it wasn't a situation where, like, the worst thing that could happen yeah. happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, people like, felt... Like, realistically, I've tried to tell people, you know, any place that you are you're in danger yes at any given moment some you could be sitting in your room on your bed Mm -hmm. and a bullet could come flying through your window uh airplane can crash into your house um your neighbor's house can catch on fire and go over to yours 100 percent. you could be at a concert in vegas and somebody shoots up the concert from a hotel across the street word they had all the barriers in the world mm-hmm. and all the barriers did was keep them penned Facts. and they couldn't escape. Makes so sense. there's always going to be something, some situation, some scenario that could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could put up all the fencing that we want. And I, I talked to a lady and she was like, well, you should have this fencing up all the time. And da, da, da. And I was like, do you see the fence? And she's like, yeah. I was like, so what stops somebody from coming up to the fence and shooting through the fence? Facts. Facts. Like, it's not, it's got, it's chain link fencing. Yeah. I mean. It, it, it can only do so much. Like, unless you want us to put up like a 50 foot bulletproof, soundproof. Mm-hmm. It's it's just you know, it, it's just impossible. You you're not going to be totally fucking protected, but it's it's dope to see that after what happened in the national mm-hmm. news story became it yep. was able to come back and put on a really good show. Yeah. Numbers I mean numbers weren't what they normally were, but I, that shouldn't be a surprise. No, For, and we were I mean we were down a significant amount, but we were still way better than what we had thought we were. 100%. When any I went there I stopped through twice, mm-hmm. and both times like it's popping. Yeah, it was definitely popping out there. Yep. So, and, and we put on we put on a good event, and um, and I think we we made Trenton proud. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, or the people that care to be. Facts. So, what's your best memory? Um, my best memory. 
is probably finally going to London. Although I didn't get to do London the way I wanted to. <laughs> big Ben's not. <laughs> big Big Ben. I lit. I it, I took a walk because I I was there for what three days total. Yep. Um, and I I said, hey, let me go see the sights. I went to try and see the sights, and the damn sight <laughs> was blocked. It off. had a curtain over it. But um, like I mean, it was cool to be there and to at least experience. Um, shit, going overseas like that first I'd never done before, but also just being able to be in a city that is both that old but also that vibrant. Mm-hmm. It was it like just just walking down and seeing so many like World War Two statues and all these you know amazing buildings. But then there's just like if you go a couple blocks down, there's like this big I forget the name of the museum. It was a, it was the Free Art Museum. Um, it had the big steps in front of it, and then it was just like this courtyard area, and it was just, it was a big tourist spot. But every, there was people drawn on the street with chalk and music playing, and it, I don't know. It was just a the energy there was really cool. Um, I felt limited. I I didn't really know London like that. If I get to go another time, I'm definitely going to try and get outside of the main mm-hmm. London city and really see some of these and other spots. I feel like I, I try to do two things every time you have to go away. Mm-hmm. I try to tell you to get the hell out of the hotel. Which I did. I had some Nando's. And I try to leave you alone so you can go <laughs> and do and, you know, I'm, I'm, enjoy, I'm, enjoy yourself and enjoy the moment and enjoy what you're doing. I would, I would do that, but it would be at like eight o'clock when, it was difficult. Remember, we had the six-hour. Yeah, when when America when when America difference when America was sleep, it was like okay, I really get to, you know, chill and spend some time. But um, yeah, it was dope. It was dope. I'd love to uh, I'd love to go there again for cool events. Maybe for a vacation. Just Maybe for yeah. I mean, going going there and like having to go watch a movie and then do a. It's like really uh. It's really uh. It's like a real like anxiety inducing thing. Like mm-hmm. I did three or four interviews that day in the span of like two hours and they were, but it's not like here you have an interview and you get, you know, 15 minutes. You're in, okay. Three, you, you, you know, you're going to, you're, you're allotted five minutes. When you sit down, they tell you, you get three minutes. And then at like the two fifteen mark, you're getting a sign from somebody saying, all right, wrap it up while you're on camera talking to like I'm literally sitting across from one of the biggest stars in Game of Thrones mm-hmm. trying to establish a rapport so I can get like one line that feels like news um I mean if we ended up getting a video out of it but it was it's it's it can be so nerve-wracking that I I'd love to get to some of these spots where it's like just explore to a pub and all that go to a pub or just be, just to be that, able to just take a walk touristy stuff yeah i mean go yeah to a club yeah I, well i think that was the other thing where we were it was kind of a farther distance from because like i was going on google maps like okay here's where sneaker stores are here's where this one radio station i know is and they all felt far um because i think i don't London's small, but it feels big at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, Not like New York big, but it feels like a lot of the stuff that I've always heard about over the years or wanted to experience felt 
far away. So maybe what we do is we plan a vacation where we're like, maybe we'll be on the east side for yeah. like three or four days and go to like the west side for three or four days. and Or at least just figure out... Um, or north and south, whatever it is. Figure out uh, their transit. Because I don't think they had Uber. And I, didn't, and I didn't, at that time, I didn't have Lyft. So it was either catching a, a, a cab and trying to figure out conversion rates or just going and walk. Like, and that's why I was able to, so I'm not taking a cab anywhere, but Big Ben's like 10 minutes from the hotel. So I just took the walk mm-hmm. and got to see all these. There was Brexit fucking uh, <laughs> protests were going on at the time out of, outside of some building. I mean, it was cool to see, but yeah, I definitely want to go back. But that's probably... In terms of things that I did in 2019, that's probably one of the uh, better highlights. So Awesome. Yeah. Bigger and better in 2020, though. There you go. There's goals. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap this one up because we are at almost a two-hour mark. We're at <laughs> and, 151 right now. And um, that's our wrap-up for 2019. Merry New Year. So, um the tradition here is to always make sure we thank all of our sponsors. Terrible. Tw- is that the goal in 2020 to get more sponsors? To I don't get know. some that sponsors? That was the goal for 2019. I fucked up. I, uh, I mean, again, shit happened. You know. I don't know. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out or it just won't happen and we'll just keep going and having fun. Facts. <clears throat> so um, relationship goals. There you go. Um tipsy and talking um <laughs> so okay so we want to say if you guys agree with our list cool if you disagree with our list eh, whatever yeah. uh, but but, sh- <laughs> but share what some of your favorites are yes too. um and it, can somebody give me something i should have said for my number five for movies because i only had four was I book club watch. this year or was that last year that was last year i'm trying to think what other movies you even watch there's probably some Netflix stuff that you watched and didn't realize. I, no, I went through it and there was nothing that was top five worthy. Damn, yeah, you ain't watch shit. Mm-mm. Movie wise anyway. No. Movie wise anyway. So So my my main goal for twenty twenty is to stop watching the same shit that I've watched a chameleon times already so I can have time to watch some new shit. <laughs> it's not even that. It's so I was thinking about it this morning. Y'all literally you got home at like three? Three mm-hmm. thirty. You and Jaden literally sat on that couch and watched our slash videos for like five hours. <laughs> well, I'm reading. He's doing stuff on his phone, so we're it's in the background. That shit was on for five hours, mm-hmm. but that's what like that could be two movies, you know, if or yeah. it could be one movie if you wanted to sit down and really watch well, something. A lot of it too, though, is some of the stuff I want to watch. You can't watch with him. He can't be there. Yeah, and then by the time. He find and now he's thirteen. So by the time he goes to bed, now I'm tired. Facts. So I don't, I can't stay up that late. And right now I have to get up and leave the house by six thirty, so mm-hmm. I can make it to work on time by seven. Hundred percent. So that you know, it's just not working. And I, one, I've started to watch movies and binge stuff while I've been while it's been dead at work, mm-hmm. and I'm working on all these spreadsheets. But then I zone out into the spreadsheet, and I can't remember what the hell I was uh, supposed yeah. to be. So I can't do it. So I'm like, I'm trying to wait to the layoff. I know what you go through trying to do all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't. Like, if I'm listening to music, that's, you know, maybe different. Uh, but, yeah, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. Every day on a train, back and forth. Yeah, so my goal is, next week I have, like, nothing to do for the 
four days I have to be at work. Mm. So I'm hoping I can like maybe a movie a day or something. I would recommend probably not watching Parasite then only because that's all subtitled. Okay. And if your phones are ringing, you might. Well, the phones have been dead. It's mostly spam. Okay. Well, I mean, so... maybe that if, if you can get like two and a half hours worth of time. To... Well, when I do, when I get into that mode, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing if the phone rings. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. On that note. Thank you very much for hanging out with us for 2019. Yeah. We'll see you guys next year, which actually... It's not that far away. It's, it's a week away. Yeah. It's just a week. By the time this drops, it'll be like two a day away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're uh, dating the podcast again. We're, we're working in the, in the past to give you the future. Oh, that's so sweet. I don't even know if that makes or sense. Or by the time you listen to this, it'll be the future and you'll be listening to us talk about the past. Facts. That's probably, that makes there, way more sense. There you go. Okay. All right. On that note. Mwah.